morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Andrew, also known as the Cash Flow King. And I want to send some love to our friend Gonzo out there. I hope he's feeling better soon. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Grayscale could potentially relaunch their ETF product involving XRP. As they also hold 72 million XLM on their book, we're going to discuss the potential of these currencies inside the USA. As we got an important update from the Ripple community this weekend, as they are planning to add the EVM network to the XRPL, we're going to break down how many use cases this opens up for the network. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, we're going to talk about a bunch of exciting news today as well. A big headline in the XRP community, the ISO migration was delayed until March of 2024. So we're going to be addressing that too. But first of all, how are you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here. They should rename that from ISO, the flare. But anyway, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. We love and appreciate you guys. For showing up every single day. Shout out to Gonzo. Hope you're feeling well. And it's also great to see you, Andrew. Hopefully everything's going well out in the Netherlands. Absolutely, Andrew. Hope you're feeling great this morning. And guys, we already got 148 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and get ready for an exciting episode. Andrew, we're also going to be talking about the rumors of JP Morgan holding 7.5 million XRP. Is it what it seems? We'll break it down. But first of all, how are you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody here in Netherlands, uh, 5.14 p.m., uh, already uh, dark outside. Uh, I had a great weekend. Uh, actually, uh, this week is, is exciting because we have general elections in, in the Netherlands. So there is a lot of uh, uh, stuff going on here. But still, uh, I'm looking forward to a great show. Love to be here with Epps and, uh, and, uh, and Johnny and uh, Gonzo. Uh, all the best uh, for you. Thank you, Andrew. We love having you too, my friend. And Johnny... Get ready for an exciting show. We're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. I just want to take a minute to let people know I am going to be traveling this week for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be with family. We're going to have shows every day. Me, Johnny Crypto, Gonzo, we're committed this week. Even Thanksgiving Day, we will have Good Morning Crypto. But I just want to let you know many of us will be on the road. That being said, some of the daily movers this morning, we are green across the board, Johnny Crypto. Gala is up 8%, HBAR 9%. This one caught me off guard. Algorand is up 9% of the day, almost at 15 cents. We also got Chainlink up 6% and Ethereum up 3%. When we check out our Merlin market update this morning, we are sitting at 1.42 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 51% dominant. Ethereum is about 17%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 37,400. Ethereum, 2,000. XRP trading at 62 cents. We're going to talk about a potential move over the next 30 days. Cardano's trading at 39 and we got Solana trading at $59 this morning. And Johnny Crypto, I know you saw this video before the show, but I'm going to kick it straight back to you after I play this thing. Many of our listeners are excited because they understand what's on the horizon. We are on the precipice of an opportunity that may not come again for our kids, for our grandkids, and for our parents that came before us, 
That's what Raul Paul is outlining in this video, guys. And with that being said, here we go. To communicate it, I've gone out a lot to say, don't fuck this up. You know, buy and hold, don't use leverage, use cold storage, do the right thing, don't get too speculative, don't FOMO, just don't fuck this up. These are This, this is the biggest opportunity we've ever been given. I've said that all the way from 2020 onwards, and in fact, I said it all the way back in 2012. It's the biggest macro trade of all time. Don't fuck this up. And if you're not a crypto person, technology is one of the biggest opportunities we've ever been given, the exponential age. Again, don't fuck this up. Just be careful. Just buy, hold, have a long-term time horizon, and learn how to take pain. And when there is pain, you buy more. Unless something changes the thesis that suddenly we're all going to turn to ne Neanderthals and nobody's going to use technology ever again, it is going up. It's as simple as that. And unless something changes that we're not breaking the financial system and that the internet has disappeared, we will go to blockchain technology. It's as simple as that. That's all you need to know. Everything else is just fucking noise. I'll tell you what. I mean, that should be a T-shirt. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. I mean, he's really right at the end of the day. I mean, I, I can't. I, there's nothing I can say. He literally said everything we've been saying on this show forever. This this stuff is coming. We're at the cusp of it at the beginning. You better have an exit plan. We've been telling you that. Don't fuck it up. Don't use leverage. We've been saying that too. That's when the game is over. When everybody starts leveraging in, that's what drives those euphoric pumps. That's just the last, uh, the the last hurrah of a, of a run, and that's when you want to be getting out. But most people are getting in because they don't know any better. I mean, he's he's spot on, man. You know, it, we we are in exciting times. It is one of those things you get to invest in only once. In, you know, maybe in your lifetime. Sometimes if you're lucky, you may get twice in a lifetime. If you're around in 1994, 95, could have got into the internet one. If you weren't stupid and didn't sell like I did, you might have made out well. But the reality is, Abs, it is definitely we're on the cusp of something exciting and new. And there's huge opportunities here right now if you're just patient and you know you know how to avoid the major mishaps. Don't, don't chase all the pump and dumps that you're going to hear about in the next six Months the safe moons and the peppies, right? Most people lose their money. There's a few that make it, but most will lose it. You know, be careful of buying all these different kinds of nodes that are going to crap out and crash. Only the gaming ones seem to hold up. And get your stuff on cold storage. I mean, you said all the right things. So I kind of I like Raul. I wish we get him on the show. I've been trying to reach him, but yeah, <laughs> right now I haven't heard back from him yet. You're on mute, Epps. Uh, You're on mute, Epps. Sorry, guys. We got Gary Cardone coming on the show in a couple of weeks, so we can manifest it, man. We will get Raul Paul on the show. Honestly, we should reach out to Tony Edward later this week. But, Andrew, I want to get some of your Tony thoughts. Tony Edward will well. be here Wednesday, Abs. We can do exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. So I want to get your thoughts as well, Andrew. Obviously, we covered this Raul Paul interview, and what he's highlighting is that this is the largest macro trade we've ever seen. If you zoom out and see what's happened to the cryptocurrency market from 2009 until 2023, it has been nothing but optimism, hopium and bullish momentum. Now we go through these bear markets once every four years where we get the weak hands out of the market. But when you see the strong players, the people who are willing to hold four to seven years, you almost always win in crypto, especially if you're holding mainstream top 10 projects like the ones we talk about every day. And guys, we got 265 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. Andrew, what was your biggest takeaway from Raul's statements? I think the biggest takeaway for me is uh, learn how to take pain. I mean, we see a lot of volatility and a lot of people, yeah, 
me include i'm also a human being it is weird to to see your 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 value of your asset go up one day with 30 40 50 percent and the next day it will go down again with 30 40 percent it's so weird but you know where do you make the most profit not with selling no with buying and when can you buy for a cheap price if there is pain in the market yeah what does warren buffett do he buys stocks and companies when blood is in the street and then he buys and that's what you need to learn so do your uh, do your research and figure out good teams that are at least uh, have a chance that they will survive the next four eight or 12 years that are good teams invest in those crypto coins and often that are the coins that are in the top 10 or top 15 of coin market cap so you know learn to take pain hold it for for yeah, make, make sure you can hold it for for longer time term and to 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 get quick uh, or to get rich quick forget it you know and uh so yeah i liked i liked the video very much and i would love to to talk with him in the in the good morning crypto show absolutely and we we talk about getting rich quick if you tell me that i can get rich in four years sounds very quick to me and this is where the hopium and the optimism really comes in to get rich to get wealthy is something that people live and die without doing it takes time if you're not willing to commit half a decade to a decade to the process I wouldn't expect you to be successful. And Johnny Crypto, I think you can speak to this much better than I can, but we're a crypto show. We're going to cover some crypto topics today. And this was a massive update out of the UK as the Revolt app, a powerhouse bank in the UK, is unleashing the potential of XRP, now welcoming deposits from external wallets alongside Bitcoin. With a staggering growth of 1 million customers monthly and a whopping over 1 billion in revenue during 2022, they're embracing deposits from both cold storage wallets and exchanges johnny crypto another massive update and it's a smaller news article compared to what we got for today well how do you feel entering the hopium phase of the market we're also getting accessibility well yeah i mean that's a good one because that's i don't know if that's hopium that if 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 it's a story if it's true uh then that's the good news about this is this is utility it's a use case right it's going to drive <coughs> a potential demand for xrp if xrp ends up becoming some type of you know payment system if you will i not payment system. what i mean is if people are willing to use their xrp as a currency then that's going to drive up that that trade volume demand people are gonna have to buy it people are gonna trade it people are gonna sell it people are gonna use it so you always like to see that abs um you always want to see these kind of use cases and it also helps to legitimize it as a you know as a payment um currency so i think from that perspective it's always going to revolt you know they've been actually one of the few crypto friendly uh banks out there i believe they're all they're an online bank um and i know mario has mentioned them in the past so i'm excited about that i'm excited about anytime there's a use case that helps build uh the story and more importantly adoption for the xrp technology that's exciting well, Johnny, let's break down a little article right here because this is something that got me excited over the weekend. We are in the midst of what I would call the end of a bear market, the beginning of a bull market, but it's articles like these that become more important every day. So in 2020, Grayscale had planned on launching an XRP trust in the United States before Ripple was sued by the SEC. Well, what do we find on their books today? They're currently holding over 72 million XLM in their pocket. And with regulatory clarity on the horizon, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw them utilize these bags, these holdings that we're showing you right here to launch products, not only in the USA, Johnny, but accessible to clients worldwide. 
72 million XLM is small right now. I'm not going to lie. It's about $7 million on the book. So don't get too crazy with this. The number is bigger than the reality. But here's the reality of the whole thing. They were attempting to launch an XRP product before the lawsuit in 2020. And I think that's what we should dive into right now, guys. We got 323 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and tell me your thoughts in the live chat. Do you believe Grayscale is going to relaunch an XRP product now that we've got clarity in the market? So as we can scroll down here in this article, Johnny, Grayscale delisted XRP from its digital large cap fund back in January of 2021, shortly after the SEC contested that XRP is an unregistered security. Grayscale removed the asset, sold off all of its holdings, and used the proceedings to purchase other assets in the fund. Shortly after taking XRP from the digital large cap fund, Grayscale began dissolving its standalone XRP trust in the same month. The firm cited that the SEC's lawsuit against Ripple was the reason for the dissolution. Due to the lawsuit, it would become difficult for XRP's trust to exchange XRP for the dollar. This is because numerous U.S. exchanges such as Coinbase Kraken had delisted XRP right after the lawsuit. Well, what's happened since then, Johnny? Not only is the lawsuit over, but these exchanges have relisted XRP in the process. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see a grayscale ETF anytime soon? I remember when Grayscale folded like a $2 bill after they uh, they dumped XRP when the lawsuit came out. And, and a lot of places did. They all Everybody jumped off the XRP bandwagon, right? The whole world got scared. At least everybody in the U.S., I should say. Let me rephrase. U.S. companies, U.S. exchanges all ran as far, as far away as they possibly could from XRP. And that's kind of what drove it all the way down to, I want to say, around the $0.17 cents range, right? That was a gift if you were able to buy in then. You know, you're probably thanking the SEC. I'll thank the SEC for the gift. Thank you very much. Um, but these guys all bailed on them. And what I think will happen is if they were willing to do an XRP fund before the lawsuit, and now they're the only crypto or blockchain, whatever you want to say, currency that has regularly clearly why wouldn't they be more apt to want to do it now right so my opinion yes i think we'll absolutely start to see grayscale do an xrp fund i've already told you i think blackrock and all these other companies will come out with some kind of xrp fund or a basket of cryptocurrencies with an xrp in it probably a mix of xrp xlm you know i think we're gonna see a bunch of these different different things coming out and to me it makes absolutely perfect sense to start seeing people start starting to jump on the xrp bandwagon i mean let's face it the price is you know all the way up to what 70 cents almost 65 cents so something's propping it up there and it, it might have been the fact that these companies maybe are already have already started to fill their bags and starting to buy some of this because of their plans well andrew cashflow one of the things that we know about xlm and xrp is the undeniable correlation in the price chart. When XRP moved just last week off the fake BlackRock news, we saw XLM do the exact same thing. And it caught the attention of many people in our community from Crypto Airy to Brad Kimes to even to us. I put out a tweet the same day. I said, what the heck is going on here? But as we can tell, they're holding 72 million XLM. And if they're going to start utilizing XLM, that would be great for the entire crypto market. What do you take away from, first of all, them folding like a $2 bill, but second of all, still holding 72 million XLM. Uh, mute button, Andrew. You know, with same like with XRP, XLM certainly has utility and there is a lot of potential for utility. So only from that point of view, you would say 
you should have XLM in your in your in your in your basket. The same like with uh, with 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 uh, with XRP. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is nice. Yeah, XRP, the Pepsi, and the XLM, the Coca Cola, or maybe the other way around. Is I'm it, a Pepsi guy. Yeah, 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 you like more than Pepsi. Yeah, yeah I lived, I used to live in Wyoming. That's the that's the Pepsi estate. So, uh, you know, uh, just keep it in your bags. Uh, I think there is a lot of potential also in uh, in XR, uh, XLM. So uh, go from there. And, uh, you know, there is also a timing aspect. It doesn't mean that what you see in the press, that it is right. And that, you know, we always say, do what they do and do not listen to what they say and is it is it the right time for uh for grayscale to get get a fund with with xlm or with X, xrp i don't know but you know imagine what can happen behind the screens um i think just prepare yourself and uh, and be uh yeah lo load a little a small bag with xlm it doesn't hurt you know I definitely don't think it hurts, Andrew, but what I want to focus on is the correlation between the two. Do you think it could be positive for XRP or is this relationship only one direction? We know anytime XRP gets positive momentum, XLM follows in the process. Do you think we could see XLM get positive adoption in 2024 and XRP follows in the process? <laughs> I really don't know. I really don't know. You know, XLM and XRP, they, they look alike and they are not the same. And and however, founders has also uh, some some connect connection with each other. Uh, there, there is there is some stuff. Um, I, I cannot tell what what the correlation is, but you know, often uh, I think it's so it's social sentiment. It's just sentiment. Uh, uh, you know, XRP, XLM, it goes up and down a little bit uh, in the same pace. So maybe Johnny knows. Andrew, I'm going to present some new information to you then, and you got to address the correlation we're seeing here. This was what happened just last week based off the BlackRock news. We saw XRP's price go from about 65 cents to 72 cents and then retrace almost immediately back to those original 65 cent levels. Now, what do you say? You say, oh, that's classic rumor. Sell the news. It just happened quickly. Well, here's what's interesting. XLM did the exact same thing with no news, no positive momentum just copying the XRP chart. So maybe this is new news to you. I'd like to hear your live reaction. What do you think about this correlation now? <laughs> You're well prepared. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the question is, who is buying here? Who, who the F is buying here? And if they are institutions, there is something happening behind the screens, behind the scenes. Um, you know, maybe XRP, will be used in applications more internationally driven between central banks and, and other and, 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 and big corporations. XLM will be used for uh, intercompany inter payments and maybe also a little bit international. So I think there will be a system which is yeah maybe used for X, XRP for, for the bigger parts and XLM for the smaller. So in Probably institutions are buying here and they are just preparing themselves for, yeah, to not miss the boat because they need XRP, but they also need XLM if you want to fuel your applications. So you just need it. And that's exactly what that Pepsi and Coca-Cola article was about. XLM and XRP in many ways facilitate the same type of ideas. And Johnny, I do want to get your thoughts on the correlation before we move on. We're going to cover some really exciting information today, guys. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek right before Johnny gives his take. As this week, I found an article that was very interesting. Let me pull it up right here, guys. 
BlackRock and JP Morgan purchased over seven and a half million XRP as RNT was to be listed on major exchanges. We're going to break down what's really going on here because the BlackRock, they just use that in the headline. There's nothing connected to BlackRock here. I'm going to break that down right now. JP Morgan, on the other hand, that could be an interesting conversation. But Johnny, right now we're talking about the correlation between the XLM and the XRP price chart. It's undeniable. What's your takeaway? As we saw in the last bull run that the tomb also moved in sync. So apparently, who's ever driving the the volume, the demand, if you will, um, seems to have them kind of linked together. I suspect that they, at some point, they may, uh, I forgot the word I'm looking for, uh, disconnect from each other and maybe not trade. But I think in this couple, decouple, that's the word I was, thank you. But I think in this bull run, yeah, I think they're going to be very, I think they're going to be handcuffed together. Not saying they're going to be the same price, but they'll move the same. I, I do think you're going to see that same behavior here. Primarily because, you know, when you look at the markets, what you tend to see, I'm going to the stock market. You'll typically tend to see if a segment is doing well or they're investing in a segment, you'll tend to see that whole segment do well. Especially, for example, let's say, um, I'll just make this up. If an industry, I don't know, maybe a, a food store reports great earnings. Well, people are going to think if that food store did well, that the other company food store is going to do well. And so that's going to go up as well. And so you'll see money pouring in there and they kind of stay in sync. And I think that's kind of my gut is, you know, exactly. Pepsi and Coca-Cola. They're kind of like the same thing. If Pepsi did well, then people are going to like, oh, Coke's going to report well too. So I, I suspect there's some of that going on with XRP and XLM where people are thinking, oh, if this one goes up, then that one's going to go up. And that's why you see them kind of linked together. If you think about it, they're like twins. They, they literally do almost the same thing uh, or solve the same problem in the same industry, in the same segment. So it makes sense that they're kind of linked together, in my opinion. Guys, we got 431 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and get ready for an exciting article here. Andrew, I'm going to kick it to you first. As XLM and XRP are akin to Pepsi and Coca-Cola, at least according to this Ripple Insider, in the Black Swan Capitalist episode, Versan, one of the interviewers, called attention to these similar price movements between XRP and XLM. So the conversation that we just addressed on our show right here, these correlations are undeniable, and I think everybody's asking questions right now. Hunt, the Ripple Insider, disclosed that his community has a high-ranking Ripple executive who has inside knowledge on the workings of the company. XRP and XLM are going to fulfill the same functions, at least according to this unnamed Ripple executive. Notably, both assets will become useful in the upcoming financial revolution in terms of central bank utility. He mentioned that one or two of the Middle Eastern players would commit to one and go with the other. So they found out that if one Middle Eastern bank, one large central bank player was going to choose XRP, they found that their other country, their opposing country, I don't know the correct terminology for this, would choose XLM. So. I hope I made sense, or I hope you guys are following. While the central banks are different ages, would adopt XRP and XLM, both assets would provide similar functionality. So, Andrew, I think we're on the precipice of something massive because once we get a couple jurisdictions adopting this technology, they all have to. Nobody wants to be left on the sidelines. Money talks and BS walks, as Johnny Crypto says. So, I have a take here. It may be a little bit different, but I'd like to start with you. What do you take away from this article? Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. All right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, first, um, it, it is rumors, you know, Let, let's, let's take that for, 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 for real. Um, 
then what what i like to see i like to see articles in the press real press articles where we see okay uh, this uh, middle east bank adopted xrp or this middle east bank adopted uh, xlm then you really see utility coming however this will be uh, uh people will have knowledge before before that happens so and then, then you will see go let, let it go up um uh I, I cannot say what 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 will be true and what's not true but what we see is xlm gets attention and and that only that is already interesting for uh, for a price to go uh, to go up Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. I take away from this article, this is what he's talking about in this quote. He said he mentioned that one or two of the Middle Eastern players, some that were committed, committed potentially to XRP, automatically said that other nations would typically be a little bit adverse and go with XLM. Think about that. This is like a win-win. They're choosing from different sides of the exact same coin. And give NFT Tones a shout out this morning, guys. We got 456 live listeners this, this morning. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, do you agree with this statement? I'm just buying time here. What's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, there's going to be, I think, some players out there that are going to carry this thing on. I mean, the seeds have been planted globally around the world. So from that perspective, I, I do think you will see. In fact, don't be surprised if you kind of start to see for this particular uh, piece of XRP doing much better globally in the rest of the world than here. Because don't forget, Abs, they've, been a, they've had a head start. In the rest of the world, they haven't been able to do anything here. They've kind of been shut down. They've kind of had, you know, their hands tied for a while. So it makes logical sense that you would see see them maybe maybe XLM getting a head start here because they've been working the background scenes. Now they've been very quiet. You haven't really heard much in the U.S. with XLM, but don't be surprised if behind the scenes they haven't, you know, made big relationships and got their technology out there and running tests while Ripple's then doing it overseas. And so, you know, again, I'm excited for both of them. Really excited. I think they really have a, a good opportunity here. Johnny, you just lobbed me a softball. I'm going to crank this thing out of the You're park. Welcome. Here's Danielle Dixon, the stellar CEO. I used to play softball. Abs. I could throw, throw you a meatball. Oh, that's play. embarrassing. You played softball. What about baseball? I played baseball, too. I played softball, baseball, baseball. <laughs> I played them all. <laughs> he's an athlete and he's a well, When you get guy. older, you switch from baseball to softball. You'll see that in a few years. <laughs> I look forward to it. Maybe I can join your league someday, Johnny. This yes. is Danielle Dixon, the stellar CEO, talking about how adoption is going to be massive next year. You mentioned um, unlocking human potential. That's the theme of Meridian this year. What does that mean to you and in the work that you and the SDF are doing? Yeah, so we've always been focused on financial access and people get that confused with financial inclusion. We would love to be able to impact financial inclusion, but that is more when you actually touch the human side of it. And we're actually helping to build the foundational parts of it, the access parts, those tools that companies can use to build on, and then they can actually reach the financial inclusion piece. And so for us, it's unlocking not just the potential of the individuals that are receiving these tools and leveraging the wallets and whatnot that are built on the network, but it's also unlocking the potential of the individuals that can build on Stellar. Mm. And then they can then go unlock and, and reach that financial inclusion place. So it's just such a great way to think about the work that we've done, the work that we've always done, but really highlighting it this year, because I just feel like this network and all of those who are building on it are really taking off this year. So it's pretty great to see. Boom. And I think that's what we're on the precipice. Thank go you. ahead, Johnny. Sorry. Bingo. No, that's what I think. I figured they've been working. You know, she literally just gave you a clue. Um, is she would, by the way, I was a pitcher and a center fielder. I had a lot of speed 
when I was younger. But um, I'm not catcher. I didn't play catcher. That was for the old guys. I could had the bad knees. But anyway, yeah, um, you know, I think absolutely. She just told you exactly. Like they've been working behind the scenes with companies. They've had no monkey on their back for the the whole few years. You know that that XRP has. So they they got a head start. Let's face it. At the end of the day, you know the scale was being pressed down in their favor. And so they've taken advantage of it. And now, as she says, we'll start to see soon maybe some of these things and agreements and partnerships they have coming through fruition. I can't wait to see what we start seeing come out. It's going to be very, very interesting because what's going to happen is whatever they're doing and partnering with, the competitors of that are going to probably go to XR or go to Ripple or XRP. So this will be a very interesting battle, just the way you see Pepsi and Coke going on. Andrew, what do you take away from the Stellar news? I think it's interesting that the Stellar CEO and all of their officials are able to walk into D.C., meet with Gary Gensler, meet with members of Congress, and not walk out with a lawsuit. That speaks for itself, right? So there's a lot of positivity when you talk about the relationships with this project. What do you take away from her statements within that video? Um, yeah, in, interesting developments. And uh, I agree with Johnny that he says, you know, uh, Stellar XLM, has had the, the 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 opportunity to just develop a little bit in the shadow. I was also wondering all the time why is XLM not immediately also uh, attacked by the SEC at the same time when uh, when uh, XRP was uh, was was attacked and and and, and Ripple. So I, I, I wasn't clear about that, but I think really that uh, XLM has also a head start and probably also in the US and XRP has an has an head start outside uh, the the. The, the, the US. But one thing you should keep in mind, uh, if you have two parties who want to use or want to transfer money from one side to the other, you cannot say one uses XLM and the other uses XRP because that doesn't communicate with each other. So if you want to build a network, you have to agree with several partners in your payment network and say, okay, we are going to use in this network, we use XLM or we use XRP, or we use both for, for whatever reason. So, you know, keep that in mind. It takes two to tango. And yeah, uh, uh, and, and I think software is so flexible nowadays that you can build uh, it, it, it stellar and you can also build it with, uh, with XRP. Uh, it, it's up to, uh, yeah, several other uh, considerations. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about the... Uh, why and when to choose for Stellar or why and when to use for XRP and time, time will tell. Yes. And Andrew, you asked something important, which is why was Ripple sued and Stellar was not? Stellar is a nonprofit. And so that's the answer that the SEC gave. Ripple is a profitable company offering what they consider to be an unregistered security. The Stellar organization was something different because they're a nonprofit. I'm not smart enough to understand how that actually works, but I know that that's the SEC the reason gave. So just to clarify there, Johnny Crypto, I know you're busy this morning. We're going to be discussing a lot of XRP regulation in the U.S. going forward because I think we're going to see a big change. And Brad Garlinghouse seems to agree. Gary Gensler and the way that the SEC's regulated the American markets thus far has done nothing but damage the reputation of our economy when it comes to the adoption of crypto assets. Brad Garlinghouse is calling for change here, and that's what we're going to get into next. But really briefly... Let's talk about this. Sam Altman lands a job at Microsoft. Johnny, give me some really quick thoughts. I know there are a lot of people interested in this. Sam Altman, the former CEO of OpenAI, and Greg Brockman, the company's former co-founder and president, stepped down and were fired by the company after the board of directors said they were incompetent. And the notifications, my man. 
they, they said they were incompetent and they said that they weren't per, they weren't set to lead this market. I don't know. I lost my train of thought there, Johnny, but you got to take it from here. Floor is yours. Thoughts on Sam Altman losing his job but being hired by Microsoft almost immediately. I mean, Jesus, God, that didn't take too long. What was he? What was he? What was he unemployed for a whole three minutes? You know, stuff like this is typically planned. He probably knew he was going to get fired. It sounded like from the place he got, you know, where they fired him, he was uh, not being fully transparent it sounds like or obviously you know when you're in that situation you kind of know when you've messed up or what's going on i'm sure he had friends on the board telling him hey dude you're gonna be gone and he probably picked up the phone and didn't take very very long i mean ai is a huge huge listen ai is gonna be probably the next biggest hot topic that you're gonna hear about for the for the next i don't know half a decade right it's going to be big, and and he's kind of – I don't know if you want to say he's the founder of AI, but he certainly has a big hand in it, and so certainly a guy like that is going to be well sought after abs for quite a while. People are going to want him. No surprise there that Microsoft scooped him up within a matter of minutes. They do know that uh, on uh, this, this open AI uh, uh, company that also Elon Musk invested in that company. And he was pretty upset and, 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 and a little bit angry that it was sold to Microsoft because Elon Musk wanted to have it open source and it was sold to Microsoft. So uh, then Microsoft is, is, is using it now and, 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 and keep, keep it clo uh, closed system uh, concerning the code. So let me put a rumor in now. It wouldn't surprise me if this uh, Sam Altman would be hired in the future direct or indirect in a project uh, related to x because or related to a elon musk company i mean what johnny already says there is a lot of people or a lot of companies that are looking for the knowledge of this very brilliant sam altman guy he is he is top of the bill at this moment in in the market so it it doesn't matter if he is fired i think there is a whole game behind it why he is fired and then he is a poor guy you know and then he will be hired by another company so watch this this story will get a tail for sure andrew give me your thoughts on this as well 505 of the 700 employees at OpenAI have signed a letter telling the board to resign your conduct has made it clear that you do not have the competence to oversee OpenAI. they're asking for the board of directors which led to sam leaving to resign so that was just my last statement what do you think do you think we'll see some changes at the board here um, you know, I cannot, I cannot read the article. What, what do you mean? 500 people uh, are, are quitting their job? What, what's 500, 500 of the 700 employees at OpenAI have signed a letter telling the board to resign. Telling the board to resign? Yes, because the board kicked out Sam. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is, isn't that interesting? Isn't that F interesting what what's happening here you see and now now i love the power of the of the people that are working on projects and also you know this is driven from uh from passion and from from the will to make something good for the world and not only because of money and and and, and, and profit and that kind of stuff so i i think this has very interesting developments yeah. I agree with you, Andrew. And let's dive into this article here. Before we get into our Brad Garlinghouse news, we're going to talk about Fidelity jumping into the ETF game. As Fidelity jumps aboard the spot ETF Ethereum train, now filing on Friday with the SEC. Fidelity filed a 19B4 application with the SEC late Friday, 
for an Ethereum ETF application. The proposed rule change names the fund the Fidelity Ethereum Fund, and the 19-4B was filed with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, also known as CBOE. A 19-4B is a ruling form required by the SEC before introducing these products, and the investment objective of the trust is to seek to track the performance of Ethereum as measured by the performance of the Fidelity Ethereum Index. In seeking to achieve its investment objective, the trust will hold Ethereum. How exciting is that, guys? We're talking about companies like Fidelity and BlackRock both buying Ethereum and holding it on their books. Andrew, you give me your immediate reaction, then I'll tune in. <laughs> you know, and this is what we're looking for. It's, it's not so much utility, but the demand will go up. And what, do you, what does price do when demand, demand goes up, price goes up. So fantastic news. And, you know, a lot of people are also wondering, where can I invest? Now, if these ETFs will, will be uh, investable just as easy as you can buy stocks at your bank, we will see an enormous amount of inflow of money because such an, an, an ETF should also be uh, a success when it is introduced. So I'm sure that that, that BlackRock and, and the other companies, they will they will promote it with the public. They, they will promote it in, uh, with their... Uh, with the current uh, customers, so so it it only can go up when when this will be uh, 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 yeah institutionalized and, and available for the broad public. Absolutely, and when we talk about these products being approved, look at how many are sitting here, guys. BlackRock has a history of, of filing 575 applications at the SEC. All of them were approved. One of them was rebuked. They made some minor changes and then they immediately had it approved by BlackRock. So what Fidelity is citing here is that they're excited about getting in the run for not only an Ethereum product, but Bitcoin as well, because BlackRock has a long history of approvals at the SEC. And the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation listed BlackRock's proposed ETF on the site, leading people to believe that at some point we are going to see an approval in the USA. So Andrew, to close us out on this one, what do you think? Do you think we're going to see BlackRock be approved first? We know ARK Invest is actually first in line. It seems like Fidelity is relying on the fact that the SEC often approves these applications from BlackRock. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, you know, there are there is a lot of formal communication between these companies like BlackRock and the SEC, and there is informal communication. Underwater, nobody sees this. What do you think? Will BlackRock really promote and, and, and publish that they will expect that the Bitcoin ETF will be uh, allowed by the SEC before they know it will be allowed? Not, not a chance, because they know already in advance if it will be allowed. And then maybe sometimes a game is played, you know, it is something a little bit needs to be changed and then, it, and then it, it is approved. So this is all a game just to, yeah, to, 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 for, for the outside world, what, what to believe. But apps, believe from me, there is a lot of underwater communication. There is a lot of uh, 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 influencing because it's all about the money. And, and, and also, I think there are a lot of bag, bags filled with, with Bitcoin and, and other potential ETF uh, 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 loads that, 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 that needs to be sold. So that the, the price must go up because those the BlackRock is not a, an, a, a voluntary organization or an no they want to make money so all those assets are already there and as soon as the as the ETF starts what will we see 
price will go up. And then and then they load on, on the public. And this is what's exciting about right now, guys. We have a we have a supply reduction with a demand increase, and we haven't even started the mainstream marketing campaign. We are going to see CNBC, Fox News, CNN, all the mainstream media companies you're familiar with, not only talk about crypto, but become an advocate for the technology at the peak of the market. We saw it in 2017. We saw it in 2021. We will see it again in 2025. And we're just trying to prepare you guys for this entire process. We got 463 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and let me know. Do you think we're going to see an XRP product launched in the USA next year? Or do we still have a long time ahead of us? Well, this is an exciting update for the XRP community as they announced 1.3 million in grants from Ripple across 22 Web3 projects. And this is expanding use cases all across the XRPL. We've got the EVM financial machine right here, which is going to start enhancing XRP, allowing it to become Ethereum virtual machine compatible. And fortunately enough, we got a video of David Schwartzig breaking down exactly how this is going to change things for the XRPL. XRP is going to become seamlessly compatible with MetaMask, as well as many other Ethereum virtual machine products. Here we go, guys. Example of a sidechain is the EVM sidechain. Nice thing about the EVM sidechain is that it's easy to develop on for people who know how to develop smart contracts on EVM. Developer teams at Pyrsus, they've been busy working on this, on this blockchain in parallel with the main XRPL blockchain. It is now live on DevNet. That's where developers can test implementations before they go live on the mainnet. The sidechain is connected to the, that XRPL sidechain devnet by a bridge. This is a decentralized bridge that's very important, and it uses the XLS38D cross-chain bridging functionality to bridge to that XRPL node. So that's a bridge that connects the development network to the test instance of the sidechain. The next step is going to be to, to adopt XLS38D on the XRPL mainnet. Once that amendment is approved by the validator community, a new EVM sidechain can be launched to the XRP Ledger mainnet, as of course, as can other sidechains. All components of this solution should be production ready to handle real world scale and real world use cases. The solution will be a decentralized one. Nodes will be run by different XRPL community members. Really excited to bring a sort of compatible version of smart contracts to the XRP Ledger ecosystem. People already know how to develop them. There's a broad ecosystem of tool. So think about this. What this is going to do here, Johnny, is two things. One, it's going to allow people who are familiar with Solidity to begin coding on the XRPL. And that's huge for anybody who doesn't know. Solidity is like English encoding. It's the simplest. It's the most well-known. From my understanding, Johnny's more familiar with the matter. I'm looking at you. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the way to think about it at the end of the day is this gives or brings the capability of smart contracts to the Ripple or to the XRP ledger, which it doesn't have built in. So like, if you just did something straight off of the ledger or off of XRP's technology, there is no smart contract capability, but you can tap into it through the EVM, which most companies do tie in through that and use that side chain to be able to bring that compatibility, if you will, to their chain. So um, I think that, the, you know, it's, it's a smart thing. They need to do it. Because you, you need to smart contract capabilities kind of what enabled a lot of 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 the apps to work, right? Because they tell you what's gonna happen. It's kind of like putting a contract in place that says if X happens, you do Y. If Y happens, then you do Z. And it's all pre-programmed, it can't change, it's all fixed. And that capability is kind of what is the the engine, if you will, behind why Ethereum was so popular and why it kind of has utility. 
right? Versus if you look at Bitcoin, well, people argue there's no utility. Now, the utility is about store value, but it doesn't have smart contract capability like Ethereum does. So, yeah, I think it's smart for, for and we've known for a while that they were going to build um, the, the EVM capability. They needed to do it. And as you said, now it's available in the dev devnet so that all developers can start testing and playing with it. Like what we call beta, they can play with it and then eventually, you know, launch it live. And, and, and do you know when this uh, EVM machine is, is, is integrated in XLM, you know, this EVM machine is really a, a reliable system because it, it exists already for, for, for quite a while. I think already for two years or so. Because what I also saw, you know, I'm also a fan of the Cosmos ecosystem with Atom. There is also an integration with Cosmos and the Ethereum virtual machine. What does that mean that you can run smart contracts? Yeah, imagine you can run smart contracts where there is an, where there is an interface with, with Atom and an interface with XLM and other systems. So this is also a sort of uh, integration of several blockchains into the Ethereum virtual uh, machine environment because that Ethereum virtual machine is a reliable environment. You know, you can build this an, another uh, smart contract platform yourself, but if it is there, it is easier to connect to uh, to the Ethereum virtual machine because they proved already their, their stability and their reliability. So I think it's, it's, it's a wise uh, decision to, uh, to go from there. And by the way, for Bitcoin, there is also already a, a, a virtual uh, uh, a machine uh, building. I'm not. I, I forgot the name about the coin. I will. I will. I will get it uh, later. Later this show. But you see, actually, every uh, chain needs a virtual machine or an integration with a virtual machine. And this is exactly the the the, the picture we see here. The 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 XRPL integrates with with uh, the Ethereum virtual machine which you can access with your metamask and the other the other is the is the xum for example the the xum wallet yeah great and i think this is great because it makes the metamask compatibility with the xrpl basically seamless and so once we see this this reminds me of what johnny always says the tcp ip with the internet once all of these blockchains become interoperable the use cases expand dramatically and that's what i really think we're on the precipice of here guys we're talking a little bit of XRP. Let's just break down the price chart. I listened to Waters Above this weekend, and he did some great analysis talking about what he's anticipating in the next month. As you can tell, our previous all-time high for this latest trend here, guys, creating higher highs and higher lows. Our latest higher high was at about $0.84 cents with some solid trading volume, but we know that reached as high as $0.93 cents on some exchanges. And so what we're going to be watching for over these next couple of weeks, leading into January 1st, is that recent all-time high. If we break above that 84 cent mark with volume, we're going to see some exciting times for the XRPL. And Johnny, I'm going to give you the floor. It's been a little while. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we talked, what was cool is we did some charting the other day. I think I mean, it was Friday and people actually kind of like that. And we talked about some levels where you can, yeah, you look at there. You can clearly see, and if you draw the lines backwards, you really see where the, the levels of support and resistance are. But <clears throat> if you're a short-term player and you're looking to kind of trade it, I and you know, I know crypto area talking about how she or crypto Eddie talks about how she likes to trade, you know, then these become areas where you look for buys and sell potentials. Yeah. And then there's your there's your actual support line that you're looking to see as a, you know, you always want to see abs 
higher lows and higher highs as it, but nothing goes straight up, right? There's no such thing as a straight line. It's always going to be, if you zoom in, you'll always see it's a zigzag and, and things are bouncing. They're testing support and resistance levels on the way up and on the way down, as you can see there. And so right now we're testing this band, if you will, on the way up. And you can kind of get that trajectory of how we're looking. And right there is where we're going to run into resistance. You're looking, your first level is going to be around 80. I can't see the numbers anymore, but I think it's 84 cents. And then the next one's going to be around 93. That 93 cents, look at it. If you draw that line all the way back to history, you'll see that there's a strong level. Look at that. There's going to be a strong, yeah, pull that line back. See how there's multiple times when it hits that area? That tells you that is going to be an area that's going to be hard to break through. But, Ernie, let me just say something. I've watched Alex Cobb for a really long time, and what he's called this is the 80-cent iron wall. And it's yeah. for itself. So yeah. that, look at what you're, you completely agree, having no context whatsoever. You're saying the same thing that he does, which is that 80-cent mark is going to be key. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we've got some good articles that we're going to dive into right now. And this is the BlackRock and JPM article as well. But, Johnny, give me some closing thoughts, and we'll dive into this. Yeah, you know, this article, um, you talking about for that article or on the charts? I cut you off with the price chart. I didn't know if you had any closing statements. Yeah, no, I think at the end of the day, it's just important for people to start learning basic support and resistance, especially if you're going to play it. I like the Fibonacci personally. I combine those with support and level. But again, like for me, I'm looking at much, much bigger gains. So I, I'm not playing the 84, 93 cent. None of that really matters to me right now, other than that I want to see us bust through them. I want to see it. So you said something's important. You called it the 80 cent iron wall. Back when we got started in 2020, I remember everybody talking about the 71 cent or 74 cent iron wall that that XRP was struggling to get through. So it's funny how they have this. But yeah, there's going to be around that 80 to 90, 70, 80, 90 cent wall. That is the point where if we bust through it, you can see, look at the line. Every time we bust through it, we get some nice, really, really nice spikes. We go up high. So if we bust through it again, now those other levels above it, as you can see on the chart, are going to now become the new levels of resistance. But I think we will test them. I think we'll bust through them. And the most important part is when we, I would just want to say this. When you bust up, you usually come back down, you retest. And if it holds, that's a good sign. That means now that, that what was prior resistance now becomes support. And that's a great buying area. And usually that's when it kind of skyrockets off of there. So we'll wait and see. But I, I think we're still six months. So, you know, you know, let's get past the halving. I think the halving will trigger everything. And then from there, even in the last bull run abs, when we had the halving, uh, I don't remember when, when XRP took off or everything took off, but it usually happens after the halving. So we've got to get past all that. And that's when, you know, I'm not going to say I'll be excited. That's when I'm going to be nervous because, I am nervous when things are going up because it's hard to know when to sell. That's why I have an exit plan now. Last time I didn't, I had the spreadsheet, but it's not the same. Johnny, I love you so much, but you are going on and on and on, my friend. We got 417 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Yeah, Smash that like button, and we love that you're talking. I'm just running out of time. That's the only no, thing. I love good. when you talk, my friend. It's all so, good. We're understanding XRP's role in the cryptocurrency ecosystem. This is going to help us to understand this article. So BlackRock and JP Morgan purchased 7.5 million XRP as RNT is to be listed on a major exchange. Let's focus on the important details here. So understanding XRP's role in the cryptocurrency ecosystem, XRP is designed to facilitate swift and cost-effective cross-border payments, and it aims to be the bridge between traditional finance and blockchain technology. JP Morgan 
had a released report from an anonymous insider within the firm that allegedly revealed the banking giant quietly amassed 7.5 million XRP, representing more than 7.5% of its total wealth. Now, the total wealth that they're talking about right here is of the fund. So it's not of JP Morgan. They're talking about of the fund that was leaked within the documents. This disclosure underscores JP Morgan's confidence in the long-term potential of XRP as an investment. However, the lack of an official confirmation from JP Morgan adds to the air of mystery to its involvement with XRP, leaving room from speculation and intrigue. So Johnny, let's break it down real quick. We've seen a lot of these rumors and we're going to continue to see them throughout the bull run. Inside sources, unconfirmed validation, leaked reports we can't read. We're not going to take it for what it is, but I did want to point it out. This is circulating right now. You give me some of your thoughts. Is there any anything we can take away from this? You know, it's really hard without having, you know, more for, uh, sources to, considering just how things are manipulated so much, right? It's so hard to trust anything that has a single source or only, you know, an insider information, insider that's only telling one, but it's, it's hard, Abs. It's hard to, especially coming from a company that we know, A, disliked crypto and B, had a relationship with Ripple and fell apart. So... Thank you there, Love Stocks. I appreciate it. Apparently, Abs didn't think the same. But nonetheless, um, I think <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, it's very hard for me to somewhat believe that the company who kind of broke apart, you know, don't forget Ripple, R3, Corda, Consensus, JP Morgan, all had something kind of going on early on, I think in the 2018, 2019 timeframe. And then we saw that kind of fall apart in 2020. And then the lawsuit came in 2020. So I find it hard to, now maybe they had, maybe, maybe there was plans prior to that where they were going to do something. What I would love to know is this leaked report. Was this something that JP Morgan had plans to do prior to 2020 or before 2020? Because that is the question that matters. And I guess we're not going to have those details. Guys, I'm taking some heat right now. I was not telling Johnny not to talk. I was saying we're running out of time to get there. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. It goes to show the love in the live chat. And Andrew, uh, I'm going to kick it to you. But what do you think about this? Let this play into some of your thought process as well. New report is showing that 19 bank report exposure to XRP, totaling, totaling $9.4 billion in investment portfolios. Now, that's not for XRP. That's for the cryptocurrency holdings overall. But this illustration is very clear. 32%. Of the 100% of the banks that were outlined hold XRP. Pretty interesting. What do you take away from all this, Andrew? This is uh, this is adoption. Absolutely. This is preparation for adoption. This is preparation for uh, 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 developing the applications that you need. What I already said earlier, you need the fuel for the for the for the for the blockchain applications, which is XRP, and it's just step by step by step. And it does it, it is it is no surprise. You need that stuff. I mean, when when also when a new crypto coin comes on the market, they do an airdrop. Why do they do that? Because of uh, uh, adoption and at least distribution. XRP is way older at the moment. Not so very old, but it, it's way older. And and if you want to develop something in your in your ecosystem, yeah, you need you need XRP. And as soon as your as your application will yeah uh, launch then you need a lot of xrp so i think they are just preparing and when it is still cheap they are just buying and buying and that's why their 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 assets xrp are growing on their on their balance sheet 
This is an interesting comment. I'd love to I'd love to actually help this person. It says Steve Mada said, I wish you guys would get into projects and connections in this new space. I read about it, but the visual will be great. Where can I go to get visuals and explanations? I don't know what exactly what you're asking. So be more specific in the live chat. I'd love to address that on the show. Want to mm-hmm. give a shout out to this person too. Lana, I always see you on Twitter. Shout out to you for being a loyal listener. Guys, we're going to dive into this content right here to close out the show because this is Brad Garlinghouse discussing the state of American regulation. Currently, the SEC is fighting to get $770 million check from Ripple right now, Johnny. We're going to debate what the odds are on them actually paying that. But before we do, let's hear from Brad Garlinghouse. Here we go. So walk me through the next steps in this case. Today was the deadline for the briefing schedule for remedies. The SEC wants something like $770 million in disgorgement. Yeah. What happens next? Well, I, I, uh, in a session that I did in Washington yesterday, I made the joke around, I'd like to see the Vegas odds on, you know, what, what could be the, what's called the remedies from the, the case. Look, it, it, I think we, the SEC, in my opinion, has lost sight of their mission to protect investors. And the question is, who are they protecting in this journey? And it it turns out that the court will make, the judge will make a decision about remedies. We actually welcome that. Uh, I think that in this case, you look at what what investors were harmed, and you also have to look at the securities laws and understand, are there exemptions for institutional and accredited investors and things like that? But Look, I think it is a positive step for the industry, not just for Ripple, not just for Chris and Brad, but for the whole industry that the SEC has been put in check. Floor is yours, Johnny. Oh, it's okay to talk now? All right, cool. Thanks, buddy. Uh, So... Oh, I love you, man. So, I'm all over my comments. Go ahead. Brad was perfect. I mean, Brad was spot on. Brad basically wanted to say, like they're in a China, I mean, there ain't no way in hell that they're getting their their uh, their seven hundred and seventy million dollars out of this deal. And he welcomes the the judge to actually come in and make a ruling because he knows it'll be more reasonable. And you know, notice he said something there. He knows that they got pinged or they lost the part of sales to institutional investors. Um, but he did say, you know, remember the rules are different. When you're an accredited investor or, or an institutional investor, you don't have to have as high of a standard. So my guess is since they just lost that one piece, I suspect they'll be, you know, what he's trying to say is, hey, we lost this piece, but this piece isn't as big as what the consumer piece would have been. We love you too, Raw. And uh, if I said that right. And um, and so at the end of the day, I think what he's suggesting is the penalty is going to be way, way lower than million. And in fact, you saw, I think it was John Deaton came out and said that he thought the penalty would be somewhere around $20 million. That's way, way significantly lower than, you know, the 700. And if the the SEC were really wanting money, we're out of time. Uh, We got 400 live listeners joining on. Show us some love. (laughs) Smash that like button. I got to get on a plane in a couple hours. I got to rush out of here. I love you guys. We'll see you in 23 hours. Thank you to Andrew and thank you to Johnny Crypto. We'll see you in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, ah, smash that like button on the way out of here, everybody. We love you. Get your shit together, baby, and have a great day.